0: Hello, I'm Katie Piper and welcome to my podcast, Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. Each episode, I'll meet an amazing person with an incredible story who faced adversity and came through the other side to inspire others. I'm sat opposite somebody who is very extraordinary. For me, she's very inspiring. Um, she's got a hugely successful career, but she also manages to be a very dedicated mother. So anybody who has children will know how difficult it is to juggle um, life, and she does it so well. She's a Sunday Times number one best-selling author. She's a vlogger and presenter. For anyone who hasn't guessed yet, it's Giovanna Fletcher. Hello. <laughs> Hi. I am your number one stalker. Who knows everything about you? <laughs> um, but for people um, listening who might... ...might not have stalked you as much as me... (laughs) ...could you tell us a little bit about who you are... ...and what it is you do? Uh, I am an author... ...so I
1: started as an actress... Mm -hmm. uh, ...and then was bored of the phone... uh, ...not ringing... ...so I decided to start writing... Mm -hmm. ...ended up through a lot of hard work... Getting signed to Penguin, oh, so um, wow. okay. yeah, so I've written a lot of fiction books, many fiction books. And you're
0: a real writer. I'm actually, a real writer. You, 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 I sit down yeah. in my
1: PJs yeah. and I do write. Uh, yeah, you, nowadays you just never know. Yeah, but I'm a real writer. Uh, and then I also write nonfiction. Uh, I've had a nonfiction book called "Happy Mum, Happy Baby," mm-hmm. uh, which is a really honest account from me about how I found motherhood or have been found found it up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then that launched a podcast called "Happy Mum, Happy
0: Baby," where I bring people on and let them. Um, be honest. It's something that you're really talented at because um, I follow you on Insta Story, mm. and I am always quite sort of encapsulated by your stories. And you're very real. Like I don't feel like your stories are prepared, shot, and reposted oh, another no. day. No, like it's. I genuinely feel like I'm in your office or in your kitchen, wherever you are, and you'll post. And I always get hooked on it and listen to the whole story. And I check it throughout the day. <laughs> so the, there's something you have that. Kind of makes me feel like i 'm your friend, does that Aww. sound a bit creepy <laughs> no it doesn 't it doesn't And I think um years ago, when I first started
1: on Instagram, like looking around, I just felt like everyone else was perfect mm. and getting it right, and I, I felt so inadequate because I was getting it wrong, and i, I didn 't quite fit into that picture perfect. I never really have and uh, and actually, when I first started sharing honestly just the response was amazing it just Mm -hmm. felt like there's a freedom in honesty and in just being yourself and being able to just pick up a camera and talk to it like it's your friend Mm -hmm. and and actually when i started vlogging my first youtube video uh when i you know took this camera away the First piece of advice Tom ever gave me because he was doing it was treat the camera like it's your friend.
0: Right, and Tom's your husband. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry.
1: And and he was vlogging at the time. And and actually, that camera is your friend because mm-hmm. it's it's that it's that link to another person. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, suddenly I, I yeah I started doing that when he, uh, when Buzz was six months old, my first child. And suddenly I didn't feel alone anymore. How many how many children do you have now? Do you how have re- boys, three, three, three boys? Three boys. Yeah, five, three, and then eight months. Eight
0: months. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. so early days. Still, isn't it? Yeah, I and mean, I think that's one of the nice things. Is like I do feel from your social media, I know not everything, but I know little bite-sized bits about the kids mm. and the family and stuff. Is it hard? I mean, like, because obviously everyone has their boundaries and they share things. Yeah, you are very transparent. Do you feel a pressure when you're sharing content?
1: No, and and my whole thing is if I if I doubt something when I'm sharing it, if it makes mm. me feel funny, if I'm writing a post or sharing if, if, it, if something doesn't feel right. I will not post.
0: Yeah, So you I think go that's with that my gut. that's
1: yeah that's my gut instinct leads the way. And um, what sort of things wouldn't feel right for you? What if it was something that was too exposing of the kids?
0: Right. Okay. Um.
1: Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I. don't like when people call their kids names. Yeah. Or anything yeah. Like that. I don't. I wouldn't want anything on there that makes the kids look stupid. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, or you know, kind of puts them down in some way. Yeah, like ridicules. Them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. I. I
0: don't want that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I always think the way when I look at your social and I think, yeah, you are really honest. And when I post stuff that I feel is honest, I feel like you're less likely to get criticized or hurt on social media mm. so say so for example if I put a picture of me up with no makeup I feel more protected doing that than I do dressed up because I think well this is me I've shown that I'm not that bothered yeah. so you can't really say anything bad about it because I'm not photoshopping or pretending I'm something else yeah. you know so it almost feels safer it does
1: way. I could it, yeah I couldn't be like oh I, I, I want to feel I want to say this oh no I can't because I've got no makeup on I'd have no content because I literally live yeah with my hair in a messy bun like or just shoved on my hair. I can't even call it a bun just a nest mum bum yeah, yeah and
0: and no makeup on <laughs> yeah but it's great that you do feel that you can do that and I suppose what you're doing without even trying to is you're making it okay for other people as well mm. um and that you don't have to be something you're not and I suppose whether you're in the public eye or not we all suffer that in our own social circles it's,
1: yeah yeah we always you know, I think maybe that's an age thing though I think growing up I was badly bullied and right you know I think that kind of uh instilled in me this thing of needing to be liked and be accepted and fitting in with everyone was that school age yeah, that, yeah yeah it started when i was 7 and um and i think as an adult that kind of continued and then it's only since having kids really that i've kind of gone I'm me, yeah. And actually, this, and maybe it's a, a spending a lot of time on my own as well, writing. Yeah, you kind of have to just accept who you are, and mm. uh, and there's something really freeing in that, and uh, and and you just release so much like negativity and like just these negative thoughts
0: your anxiety that you're holding on to that yeah. are just nonsense because the opinions i suppose are irrelevant because that's not your worth is it so it's no. not really relevant i sometimes think for me it might be having children set me free of that because they love me no matter what mm. so i can kind of like take a deep breath of relief and say it's okay because they're the only people that matter yeah so it kind of you don't really need that attention or that validation of anyone else no
1: it's even stuff like, you know, when you're a mum and you've got your squishy tummy. Yeah. I was laying down. When with they the, tell you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was laying. And if anyone else, if it's someone on social media or someone stranger in the street sort of mentioned about my squishy tummy, I'd be a bit like, oh, that's a bit inappropriate. I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. But I was literally laying on the sofa the other day and Buzz was laying on me. And I, it was in my pyjamas, but they'd kind of ridden up a little bit. So I had a little, like, a couple of inches of my, my tummy. And he was just there with his fingers, like, digging them in. <laughs> and he was like... I love your tummy. Oh, it's that's so, so cute. squishy.
0: <laughs> and I was like, ow. Well, it grew you, so it yeah. makes me very happy. But what a nice open conversation to have. Yeah, and, and it's kind of normal. And you know, he can say that to you, and you can talk to him about that. That's because mm. I want—I do want them to see things like that. Mm. You know, I think it's—you know—if you—if you want to look
1: for perfection, that's not real. That's mm-hmm. all been photoshopped. Great, you can find those places. But I think it's so important that we also see. The truth, what bodies look like.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing that I think frustrates me is when it's dressed up to be something it's not. So, Mm. you know, I wouldn't name people because that's not fair, but there's some fitness accounts I see where they're celebrating women that are heavily pregnant who don't gain any weight anywhere on their body. And you think this is a pro Anna page, really, Mm. but it's, it's dressing up to be like, um, isn't she strong? Isn't she empowered? And okay, everyone has naturally different metabolisms, different bodies, but actually, celebrating somebody who who didn't gain any weight in a pregnancy is medically quite worrying. Well, and how does know? that make other women feel? I can remember yeah. being pregnant
1: at the same time um, of someone else who was on the front page of OK, and they were celebrating the fact that she'd only gained five pounds in the whole of her pregnancy. Scary! That cow? It's, the a baby, the it's a medical problem. It's a disease. Than
0: that. <laughs> yeah, but I I feel like when I look at your. Um, all of the things you've done, I just think it's great because it's kind of like where career meets passion. Yeah. So, you know, you're a successful author with your fiction books, Mm. but then you also have this platform where you're just kind of just being honest and everyone's sort of following it and, and they're getting a lot of help from it. And I sometimes think... With that comes quite a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And I wondered, is it hard for you? You know, you've, you've just given birth eight months ago. You're still postnatal, you know, for, is it 12 months? Post- I don't know, but I'll claim it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's longer because <laughs> I'm 17 months and I still don't feel like pre-pregnancy, yeah. you know, in my mind. Um, And I wondered, is it a big responsibility for you? Because I was comparing it to me because mm. of the things that I've been very open about in my life. On a daily basis, I will get DMs about rape, sexual abuse, acid violence. Mm. And I've have found it hard, you know, and I wonder, do you have to carry this big thing on your shoulders where you're helping other women through quite difficult things?
1: Yeah, I, I think in terms of actual online, I try and see it as, you know, each picture is kind of opening a conversation. So hopefully in the sort of comments, people can, even if they're not Adding to it, read mm. other people's points of view and kind of take something away from it. I think the the time that I feel uh, not pressure, but the weight of other people's emotions yeah. is on book tours. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because okay. you then you're meeting people, and you know everyone wants to tell you something, mm-hmm. and 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 I feel like I I want them to be able to share mm. because they've read so much of me, mm-hmm. and um and, and 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 I know that. Having read the book or read, listened to the podcasts, which aren't my stories, the podcasts yeah. they've taken you know they've taken um, comfort from something Davina's said or you know mm-hmm. other people, and um, and 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 they they just get so overwhelmed that they want to share. So at, mm-hmm. at the end of those signings, I do feel quite drained. Yeah, but in terms of pressure, I feel like I am alleviating the pressure for other people mm-hmm. by saying. Well, you're not in it on your own. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. Because I think that's what I felt so much first time around with Buzz, that I was on my own. I was the only one failing. I was the only one struggling mm. with this new role as a mum, even though I thought I was the most maternal person I knew. Yeah. You know, suddenly I had this baby who wouldn't breastfeed, like, well... He did eventually, but it was six weeks of hell. Right, and um, you know, and I thought that was just me. I didn't know that other people struggled. I didn't know that other people kind of looked at the baby and sort of thought, well, "What have I done?" Mm-hmm. You know, it takes away shame and embarrassment. Yeah, there's Doesn't nothing it? to be ashamed of. Yeah, and, and now so many people are talking about maternal mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, Louis Threw's about to his I documentary know, I saw is that, on on yeah. Sunday, and um, but I mean, the statistics are shocking when it mm-hmm. comes to you know new mums and suicide. Mm-hmm. And and I just think if If my platform can help alleviate that stress, that pressure, that judgment, that
0: shame... Then amazing. So who looks after you then if you come off a book tour and it is quite emotionally demanding and it's mm. draining?
1: At the end of a, a book tour, I would literally like a dark room.
0: Yeah, a glass okay. of wine. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've just started running. I saw on your page, and I was like, oh my god, she's on a bloody holiday and <laughs> she's running. <laughs> well, it's because I had six weeks to go until this 10k. But you're running quite fast as well.
1: Well, I'm just going with it. You I'm were listening to a podcast,
0: Olivia Coleman podcast. Yes, uh, yeah. So it? it's David yeah. Tennant,
1: and Olivia Coleman. Yeah. I was just Chucking chuckling away and I thought because the night before I literally posted about the fact that I love that feeling that comes at the end of the run Yeah, where you're just like ah oh, this is you know look I've yeah. done it I've achieved
0: it's quite uplifting yeah, yeah. but actual running feels a bit like oh, oh. yeah and putting like one foot in front of the other yeah. so dull yeah. yeah yeah. are you running with Bryony Gordon? yes yeah she does like marathons half I marathons like, that's hard I always think when you have kids, there's so many demands on you, and you know, women who don't work are as busy as women that do because it is a full time job. And you also, you're a PA. You know, you're doing all Mm. the sports clubs, the gymnastics, washing all the kit. You know, you're a PA to your kids. So you must get asked a lot to do a lot of things, to do a lot of favors. And I don't just mean paid work. I mean to help charities, to Mm -hmm. help people. How do you stop yourself feeling bad, feeling overwhelmed? I so my DMs on Instagram and Facebook are literally full of requests, mm-hmm, I and I imagine. literally can't look. Same, yeah, that gives me
1: anxiety. I, yeah, I, li- <laughs> I literally can't, and um, and it's really sad that that's the case. Mm. But I just, I just think you're better off doing something for three or four charities and putting your all in agree yeah. and really supporting those mm-hmm. like copperfield for me is a big one you know mm-hmm. i do their treks and and i just think if we can get people checking their boobs knowing knowing it's not just a lump that they're looking for then we can save lives and yeah. you know people don't have to die from breast cancer mm-hmm. um so there, there are charities that i feel really passionately about it doesn't mean that i don't want these other charities to do well but it yeah. just means if i'm if if i'm gonna be the best that i like do the best that i can for these charities i need to mm. give that time to them
0: yeah it's really hard it is but i suppose it's that lesson about if you spread yourself thinly you're sort of helping nobody yeah exactly you? and
1: then what your messaging is so weak so weak like yeah. no one's going to pay attention
0: mm.
1: you know and if people kind of see me and then think oh copperfield I better check my bet boobs
0: then yeah. that's amazing yeah and if that's what you represent in their mind to them that's that's you know the box is ticked. You've done your job. You yeah. Know. But and how do you cope not spreading yourself too thinly in all areas of your life? How do you keep a marriage together? Yeah. How do you get in the Sunday Times best setting list and have happy children? And like that's a like that's an amazing achievement mm. to keep all those plates balanced.
1: Yeah, I think 2017 was a really busy year mm-hmm. to the point where me and Tom were both just ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know. We'd work all day. The kids would come home four till seven. We'd do the dinner. all and Tom have dinner. writes as well, yeah. not Yeah, we'd all have dinner together. We'd put them to bed and then seven till midnight, maybe one, two o'clock in the morning. We'd be writing and working again through yeah. to like, you know, then go to bed. The kids would be up at six and it was just that cycle all the time. Yeah. So that was a really tough year. And then, and I'd always thought in my head, I will have a third baby within the next couple of years. But mm-hmm. we hadn't thought about it and then and you uh, had a book you were writing at that time yeah 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 it was really busy so having mom have baby had been out that year mm-hmm. and we started the podcast and uh, and then literally the 2nd of January 2018 i had this all these plans for that year mm-hmm. and it was i knew it was manic i knew we were literally on this hamster wheel and it was going to keep going keep going keep yeah. going i didn't have an end sight uh and i found out i was pregnant
0: oh so it was a so, panic surprise yeah right. and, and
1: and to be honest that night i cried because yeah. I just thought, I have all these plans that yeah. I'm just not going to be able to do. And then I saw on Instagram this post from a lady who had uh, had a stillborn child. Okay. And I just thought, put it into perspective. Yeah. How amazing that, you know, I had a miscarriage before Buzz. How amazing that this has just happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and from then on, that uh, literally my whole attitude towards pregnancy completely changed. Mm. And
0: it was having Max... That completely slowed me down. That's when social media is good because actually, yeah. like you said, that was putting something into perspective for you. That you you did already know it wasn't that you didn't understand oh, yeah, I, that, and, yeah. but it's just it's just that moment you were meant to see it at yeah. that moment. Yeah, you know, and you talked quite openly about. Um, experiencing a miscarriage Mm. was that hard to talk about that was it painful I didn't talk
1: about it until it was in the book
0: Mm. Uh,
1: and and to be honest when I wrote it I wasn't even sure that it was going to stay in Mm. I just thought let's talk candidly straight off like straight away let's just sit down write everything what I thought I was going to be like as a mum you know having PCOS falling pregnant the first time the miscarriage let's just write it all you know, and all the other bits later on, how I just feel like a terrible mum, and then and then if I feel uncomfortable, I can take it out. If it's I it's a nice way to like, write, though, because it's, it's, yeah, it's it? Yeah, it's freeing. It's just yeah. being honest. Just get it all out. Mm. And then at the end, I just thought that makes me the mum I am. But like, mm. that's a part of I don't want to say mothering journey, but like that, that is a part of my experience in motherhood. It's your journey, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And actually, there's something about having it in the book that tells the whole story that I. I didn't enjoy but it it did feel... It felt good to get it down, knowing mm. as well that people would read it and be able to relate to it, how common it is, how many people feel like they can't talk about it. Mm. Um, yeah, so it was actually... It became... It went from being something that I wasn't sure if I was going to keep in mm. to being something that I felt really, um, really passionate about keeping in. Yeah,
0: so almost adamant that it has yeah. to show this this reality of what happened. Yeah. Does it make you... Um, I don't want to say taint the pregnancy, but does it make you sort of live in fear in the pregnancy? Oh,
1: yeah, every pregnancy. Mm. Every pregnancy. And and to be honest, I think that's why I'm done.
0: Yeah. Because even with Max, I just thought,
1: I'm pushing my luck Mm -hmm. to expect to have three healthy children. Mm. I just thought... You know how amazing that I had two two healthy boys, which kind of made me feel so angry when people were like, "Oh, but you're going for a girl? No, no, no! It's just a healthy like child. Yeah.
0: Like that's not people's that's all mindset. I want. No, yeah,
1: yeah. And and they're all so different. So you can't like just because he's a boy, like yeah. you can't paint him blue. And he's he's that. Yeah, completely. They're all different. Um. So yeah. So I uh, I I just felt so incredibly lucky Mm,
0: Uh, and
1: i did feel like i was pushing my luck so i literally even later on in pregnancy i was literally going to the toilet tmi here but going to the toilet and expecting to see blood
0: yeah but but i think that's quite normal isn't it to think like that and and i know people say well you know that doing that actually makes you more anxious but actually you've got this big responsibility you're Mm. carrying this life you know and there's all this and being more aware you know i've done i've done
1: podcasts with um women who have um uh, experienced stillbirth so you know mm-hmm. uh, or uh, babies have sadly passed away sort of days after giving birth and i i just feel like those are stories that we can't shy away from mm-hmm. not listening to them doesn't mean that it's going to ha- like it's mm-hmm. not going to happen to you it might happen to you it might happen to someone you know and actually listening to things like that it makes you more prepared mm-hmm. in a strange way like now i know that you know they want to hear their baby's names mm-hmm. it's not like they never happened no and uh, you know,
0: and, and knowing how to communicate, I think, is just so important. Do you ever take on an anxiety of like, so say for example, if I um, logged into my charity email inbox, I would see that eleven people have been burnt today in awful accidents, and obviously that's not a true representation of the probability of stepping out the door every day. I have to be really boundaryed and not open that inbox every day, and have have a, sort of people that it gets delegated to and psychologists, that kind of thing. Do you find it hard ever because you are doing very? I mean, you're doing brilliant things with your platform because it is hard hitting and it and it's informed and it's educated. But does it ever give you anxiety of like this is this happens a lot or this this can easily happen and I this think is that's out of why your control? I, yeah, and,
1: that's why I felt anxious in this pregnancy, mm, definitely. Yeah, because I just it, it did feel I felt more aware. Yeah, and uh, and and. Yeah, which is I guess why people kind of shut it, shut, or shut it, shut it away, and yeah. kind of go, I can't even. You know, when that episode aired with uh, with Michelle and Elle, um, you know, I did have comments from people saying, I can't listen to that. I can't listen to that episode. But which that is fair episode enough. is actually the the one of the highest. Like listened, right? You know, when you when you compare it to that's highest listened, I don't think that's good English. <laughs> Most listened, yeah. but when you compare it to to other like celebs and names that we've got on, it's yeah. really interesting. Actually, that was story led, mm. and and that that had. That hit home with people.
0: Yeah. We talked a lot about your children. Mm. Um, what about, you know, with you and Tom, you both have vlogged from very early on and actually there's a beautiful video of your wedding where he like <laughs> serenades you and I'm just
1: like, oh, that's so lovely. I like people to think that, <laughs> that is us all the time. Yes, that he of He just, course. you know, brings yeah. a choir around. <laughs> he just sings all about you all the time. That's
0: the perks <laughs> of marrying someone who's talented like that, you know. But, but he's also been very honest about his own battles, mm. which... I mean, we are seeing more of men talking. Um, what was it like for you as the partner supporting somebody that was struggling? He talked about depression. To be honest, it was a long time ago when he first um,
1: got diagnosed. And, and we're talking like 12, 13 years. Right. And um, I think we were both relieved that there was something. Mm-hmm. Um, that it wasn't just he was being a bit moody. Yeah. yeah, and
0: uh, And... And I think the way that we deal with it now is we just talk. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, uh, Because that's the thing, isn't it? When people talk about depression, they might talk about it in the past tense and you think, well, actually, it's a bit of a roller coaster where you have great times Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it peaks a bit and it rears its head, not necessarily at the same severity, but... And I think in his job as well, they sort of worked out that there was kind of a cycle to it. You know, mm-hmm. they
1: record an album, they, they're writing, they record an album, they go on tour. And, and his um, the cycles of his depression actually kind of looped in on that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I think even now, we just we just talk and um, it's something that you just
0: hope will never kind of, you know, take over. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, if you didn't do what you did now, is there anything else you would have would have done do you
1: think well, I, th- I guess I feel like I've done many things now because I started acting -hmm. Uh, That's how me and Tom met. You went to Sylvia Young, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's how we met on my first day. Um, So, and I kind of feel like acting is still something that I will do. Mm -hmm. And that the books and everything, it's all storytelling. Even Instagram and everything, it's storytelling. The podcast it's storytelling. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think maybe working in a florist. I think I'd have a florist. Creative. But the boys just aren't into it.
0: Oh, because they're not running around. Yeah, if they're not running around
1: jumping. They don't want to be sat at a table arranging flowers with me.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, because you get all this stuff out, we'll do that of art and craft, and my daughter starts off really enthusiastic, and then it's me making the Easter chick, <laughs> and because I'm just like, I can't leave the Easter bonnet half done, I've got to finish it. It's just like, this is ridiculous. Thank you so much for coming on. I've thank you. loved um, having you here, talking to my own Instagram story crush. It's been <laughs> so nice, normally I just watch, now I can actually interact properly. So, yeah, it's great. Thank you for coming, and thank you for all the bits you've shared today. I'm sure it's really going to help lots of other people. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this, please help us spread the word. Rate and review the show where you got this or share on socials. I've been given some great advice in my life, so I wanted to share that with you in my new book, Things I'd Tell My Child. My book follows my journey into motherhood, but it also shares stories from my own mum and the experiences that she's had, the highs and the lows. This book was quite difficult for me to write in many ways, and my mum's comments were particularly emotional for me to read. But above all, I hope that you enjoy reading this Very special book, Katie Piper, Things I Tell My Child.